Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. It is a Tuesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Um, we are asking the question today, and we're going to have uh, a couple of people that I think have some uh, good ideas about all of this and good insight on all of this. Are the Raiders have the Raiders created an advantage for themselves with the move to Las Vegas? Have they created a situation where they are just better off in terms of attracting players, in terms of uh, longevity, prolonged success? Are they in a better position today? In Oakland, or excuse me, in, in in Las Vegas, moving here from Oakland. Nothing against any of their previous markets, uh, the most recent being obviously the Bay Area. But having the stadium, Allegiant Stadium, having the beautiful facility in Henderson, uh, having this growing market, great weather, a, 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 a community that's, that's growing by leaps and bounds, a great place to raise a family, and I can t- attest to that myself, moving here from Los Angeles. Are they in a better place today than they have been in years past and how far can they go with this now being the foundation here um and don't take my word for it here's Devonte adams uh go for it Devon. here's Devonte adams we're going to get to that Devonte adams talked about this specifically on the day that we spoke to him after the trade to uh, the las vegas raiders in terms of what he saw in this market uh, the stadium the facility um, and, and and why that was a draw for him. It makes a lot of sense that this, the Raiders as currently um, constructed in terms of their roster, in terms of more financial might, being able to have access to uh, more revenue streams at, their, at, the, at the new stadium, the fact that they have this beautiful facility uh, over in Henderson um, in a great neighborhood. Everything is working and, and set up perfectly for them. Are they better off now? Have they created an edge for themselves? Here's Devontae Adams. Well, Derek wasn't there when I walked in the locker room, nor was my jersey. So I didn't, I didn't see the one yet. I saw my jersey today, and I was, I was happy to see that. Um, but it was, it was a lot of emotion. First of all, I walked in. And when I first walked in, I had to I had to run back out because I didn't have my phone. You know, you got to record everything now. So I had to I had to grab my phone and and fake it and act like I was just walking up. My boy was recording me too. So walked up. Um, another piece that I, that was bad. That I wish that my, my wife was able to be here and and my daughter as well. But um, she's pregnant right now. Can't can't move around as much as what, what we would like. Um, but it was it was crazy, man. It's it's a Everything around here is like uh, the the iPhone 15. It's, it's, it's like it's just futuristic. The freaking the the facility looked like a spaceship. I mean, it's crazy. So seeing that, and then I got the chance to see the the Raiderette locker room and seeing how that looked was like blew my mind too. So everything is just top tier. It's a whole nother level when you walk into this building. So blew my mind, and it's, I'm still kind of processing it now, but um, it's, it's starting to soak in a little bit more. That's Devontae Adams talking about a lot of things. The old fake re-entry. We've all done it. Don't even pretend like you haven't done it where you see a moment or see something like, I got to kind of redo this for the social media post uh, and, and, and make it look like this is the first time. But in the bigger picture of what Devontae was talking about, just being blown away by the new surroundings uh, of the Raiders. Trust me when I say players take notice of things like that. They want to be part of something that looks like it's a winner. 
It looks classy. It looks like he said futuristic, top of the line, uh, current. Um, and and that, that, Damon, here in Las Vegas, doesn't it feel like this is a city that's on the move in the right direction, right? When it comes to the Raiders being in town, yes, it is. Everything. Nah, rent's going up a little too much for me. Well, that's uh, that's a sign of things <laughs> moving in the right. I'm, I, you know, the, you, it's just something that you have to accept. This no, is an no, attractive. No, 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 no. This no, is an attractive no, no. in a bigger picture, Devon. No, I don't want to see the bigger picture. If that's what, okay, that's what comes we, with well, this picture. Uh, un- understood. But in the bigger picture, higher rent means people are want to move here. There's an attractiveness about this market. That's why prices go up. I experienced it in California. Uh, on some level, yes, it's not. You know, you're you're seeing rent go up. Prices go up, but that's the price of having a beautiful place, a beautiful uh, area to live in. That's just part of it, and Las Vegas is growing by leaps and bounds, and that's just an element of it. So I I get what you're saying, but in the bigger picture, this is a thriving uh, city that people are moving to. You look at St. Louis and the dwindling population there. We were just talking about this uh, off the air, and obviously, I covered the Rams. Uh, you know, when they when they moved back to Los Angeles, so that's a reference point for me. Um, that's an example that I can look at and say, look what happened when the Rams moved from St. Louis to Los Angeles. Four and twelve, ten and seven, off to the races. Two Super Bowls, a Super Bowl victory. The Raiders since coming to Las Vegas, eight and eight, ten and seven. Those are that, that's progress on the field. And in addition to that, they're in this beautiful stadium. Players want to come here. Chandler Jones wanted to come play for the Raiders. Devontae Adams wanted to come to Las Vegas to play for the Raiders, to be part of this. Josh McDaniels wanted to come coach the Raiders here in Las Vegas. Uh, there were other options for him. There have been for, you know, over the years. Dave Ziegler, one of the bright young uh, executives in the NFL, who was an attractive uh, job candidate almost got the uh, the general manager's job in Denver last year, but pulled out at the last second. Decided this is a place that he wanted to be. Accepted this position. Those are telltale signs that people outside of this uh, team, this organization, this market are looking at the Raiders, looking at the situation, looking at the market where they play, the weather. The growth of this city, there's probably going to be the NBA and Major League Baseball not too far behind. You've got a thriving economy. Yes, you've got rent going up. That's kind of the price for success. That's the way it works. And hopefully we all benefit from that and all start making more money. Demond Cotton, that's what I'm, I'm rooting for you, man, to be able to overcome the higher rent. That's our goal for you. You're a youngin'. You'll get there. Just keep working hard. But this city that you live in is a thriving city, and it's made for a very, a very attractive place uh, for the Raiders uh, and, and how people are looking at the Raiders right now. Alan is in, is in Vegas. How are you doing, Alan? I'm doing great, Vinny. How are you? Doing good, doing good. What's going on, my man? Brother, I absolutely agree with you that players, free agents, but also un, um, undrafted college players want to come to Las Vegas and play for the Raiders. And I say this because I live uh, I live in Oakland. I'm from Modesto originally. And it's not just the beautiful stadium. It's the beautiful new training facility that players want to train in and be a part of, but also the city of Henderson and Las Vegas that players want to live in and 
they want their families to be here with them and they can grow a family. They can have their kids here in Las Vegas. I remember in Oakland, uh, when the Raiders were there, Derek Carr was living in Dublin, which is about a half hour away. John Gruden lived in Pleasanton. Other players lived in San Francisco. They had to commute to Oakland for one reason or another. But now here in Vegas, everything is here for them. And they want to be a part of it. And now you look at Josh McDaniels, an established coordinator in New England, a team that was winning championships and getting into the playoffs year in, year out. He left that comfortable job to come to Las Vegas. I mean, you're absolutely correct. Players want to come here. Coaches want to come here. And I just hope that all of that translates into wins and sustained success. Absolutely. Uh, uh, thank you, Alan, for joining us uh, on the Realty uh, One Group uh, listener line. Uh, you're absolutely right. It's not just the area uh, of Las Vegas, although that certainly helps. And now having lived here two years, I can understand why. It's a very... It's a great place to live, period, exclamation point. When you're talking about Henderson and Summerlin, all these growing neighborhoods, everywhere I uh, look uh, driving around, uh, there's new neighborhoods being built, being created, people investing uh, in that, um, and it's it's great to see. It's great to see how uh, this this area is growing. It's one of the fastest-growing uh, areas in in the world, uh, let alone just the United States, and people want to move here, uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, you mentioned John Gruden living in Pleasanton. I had a few laughs with him um, over the last couple of years. He lived over in Southern Highlands right down the street from the facility. It took him about 10 minutes to get to work every day. It takes me about eight minutes to get uh, to the facility every day for my house, and that was never the case for him. I mean, Pleasanton, I'm going to assume – with traffic, that's about an hour drive with traffic. I know covering the Raiders uh, at the tail end of the 2019 season, and I was staying at various hotels um, during my stay for about a month, and wherever it was, it was traffic. And I'm used to that. I'm from Southern California. I get it. I understand it. But when you leave to come here where there's – and people talk about traffic. Devon Cotton talks about traffic. But I have to laugh at him uh, sometimes and other people. Uh, like, this isn't traffic. There's no traffic out here compared to – other big metropolises and cities and whatnot where there's like legit, legit uh, traffic. So it's a, it's a great place to live. It's a great place to raise a family. It's why players stick around uh, during the off season, why there's so many cars, players' cars outside their facility in Henderson year round, uh, players taking advantage of, of that and, and everything that that has to offer. But also, um, and in a bigger way, uh, Damon, it's also the revenue streams that they're able to tap into now from the stadium. That's only going to get better. Remember, the 2020 season, Demond, there were no fans in the stadium. That was a a pretty big hit. We saw last year. Um, you know, I know that there are fans of other teams. That's just going to be part of the Las Vegas story. There are uh, markets that are that are like that. It's an attractive market even for visiting fans to come see. Also, people uh, in this area grew up as fans of the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns and you know the Chicago Bears, or they transplanted uh, out here to live and they kept their fandom. Yeah, let's go with that transplant one because I have not met anyone. That's hey, I grew up a Bills fan. I grew up a this fan. There are more transplants. That was just funny. well. There are like, there I, are transplants, but I mean no, no. There's more transplants. There, I, I don't know there, about I don't, that. I don't know. Okay, so I've so if you're a kid, if you were a kid in in like who was your team growing up well, here in Las Vegas? I'm a Titans fan because like that's where my that's where okay. From. So you yeah, are so basically I will consider myself a transplant. Okay. But I've been here since high school. But I mean I see and I see. I, I've never met anyone that's just more of anything. I do think that there are more locally. 
People are Raider fans. Yes, they I, are becoming that. So no doubt people, about it. I met so many people that, that that were excited that the team's coming. Or when I meet people and they're yes. just like, I'm so happy that the team is here because I do feel like if you polled Vegas before the team got here, what's the group, what's the biggest fan NFL fan base in Vegas? I think Raiders are at least I, top three. No doubt about it. Um, but, they're, but, the, but uh, you know, four, five, and six were teams that if you're a kid, uh, you're going to grow. Like, put it this way. My son... Loves soccer. So he adopted um, – there's no – like if you wanted to be a L.A. Galaxy fan or – I mean that's like the AAA of – not even the AAA. It's probably double A soccer compared to, you know, England and places like that. So he wanted to root for the best of the best, and his team uh, became um, – uh, what it starts with a C in, in England, uh, Chelsea. So if you're a kid and you don't have a team to root for in your home city – and you are a football fan, you're going to be a fan of somebody. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and there's no I, – I grew up a Minnesota Viking fan. I never stepped foot one time in Minnesota. You know, it was because when I was in New York, when I was born, my dad was a, a New York Giant fan. Fran Tarkington was the quarterback of the New York Giants. He moves over to the Minnesota Vikings. That, I followed him to the Vikings, so I became a fan, uh, you know, uh, of the Vikings. It's, it's, you can't explain sometimes how, how people become fans, but – of, of any particular team, but I'm with you. I think if you had polled five years ago, six years ago, before there was even a notion of the Raiders coming out here, I would think that you, you would be right. More fans of the Raiders probably live in Las Vegas because it's a West coast, you know, our Western hemisphere uh, market. The Raiders are always an attractive, have always been an attractive team, but there have no doubt been fans. Just go to some of the bars around here. You know, there's, there's, there's bars of teams, from you know the the Bills bar, the Browns bar, or, or things like that. There's kids that grew up as fans uh, of those teams, and yeah, and like you said, there's chance funds. But I guess my point is, if you look at Allegiant Stadium, the atmosphere. I was just talking to Peter uh, O'Reilly from the NFL about this in Florida. They in New York have taken a look at what's going on in Allegiant Stadium. They're blown away, Damon. They're blown away. The NFL is by the atmosphere that's created. I think we saw that manifested. At that Chargers game. I'm going to ask you this, Devon. Have you ever been to an event that r- rose to that level? No, that was and the don't best. talk about any WrestleMania. I love the wrestling. Love, I love all that. But I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like no, a le- no, legit sporting no, event. No, you can't just d- dismiss wrestling. I mean, Vic like Taper, a legit Vic Taper, who covers the uh, who covers the Raiders for the Athletic, he said that he give him any any heavyweight boxing title match over even the Super Bowl. So some things. Oh do yeah, rival it. boxing matches yeah, are some great. Things do legitimate, rival it. legitimate stuff. That's a legitimate. I, mean, I just thing. don't like the way you're being dismissive. I'm not wrestling. being dismissive. I'm being like, I, I get wrestling is an entertainment form. It's yes, like going it's to the movies. So great. Being in a state, but it, it but takes place not, in the arenas. This isn't the point. I get it. Basically, like a legitimate sporting. I don't know if you've been to WrestleMania. That's why I said that. I would think that you probably have or one of those big events. Yes. Okay. You didn't have to go there. You took a shot for no reason. Wrestling caught a straight. You are so defensive about wrestling. Yes, I am. Wow. Damon. Jeez. You didn't even have to go. I wasn't going there for any reason. I was just making the the declaration. Not I, 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 you know, those type of events are unto themselves, I get it. I'm saying like a legit sporting event. Yes, How the big Raider was that? Charger game at the end of the season, that game in week 17, that was the best sporting event it was pretty cool, right? to, yes. Yeah, it was pretty cool. There was, everything was at stake. The last playoff uh, you know, uh, seed was at, was at stake. But that is, when the NFL saw that, and it's very unique. I've been to a lot of different stadiums. That was as big as a regular season game that I've ever seen anywhere. 
And it's in its own unique way, the Raiders bringing the NFL flag here, but then Las Vegas putting its spin on things. It's just been such a spectacular situation, and I think that the Raiders are going to continue to benefit from that in ways that I don't think that fans maybe even understood when they were deciding to come here. And I think between the added revenue that they're that they're making from the stadium, the where they are situated, the facility, um, the stadium, all of that plays into and the leadership of the Raiders, um, you know, where they've taken taken all of that. It's just something that I think the Raiders, I think, are sitting on a they're like the the lion that has been awoken. And it's been a long time that you can say that about the Raiders. It's what Mark Davis always wanted to get back to because, you know, Demond, before your, you know, your 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 time, the Raiders were every single year, every single year in the playoffs, advancing in the playoffs, going to the, you know, conference championship game. And the, they owned the 70s. They didn't unfortunately win a Super Bowl until toward the end of that decade, but every single year they were one step away from the Super Bowl, got beat by a couple of really good Steeler teams, and they were just great football back then. But that's where the Raiders want to get back to, and I think that they are in a position now, as much as a position that you can possibly be, because football has changed, the dynamics have changed with the salary cap, uh, with how parity works nowadays, but... They are in as good a position as they've ever been since then to really flex their muscles and to really fulfill that destiny that I think Al Davis had for this organization and what Mark Davis, the torch that he's carried um, from that point on. And when you think about what Mark Davis has accomplished, it's unbelievable when you think about it, especially the long fights that they've had, whether it was in Los Angeles or in the Bay Area, just to get a home solidified and put in place so they knew this is where we're going to be for the next 30 years, and it's going to be for you know longer than that, obviously, here in, here in Las Vegas. Uh, this is what we can count on. This is, you know, the, the building is sold out. These are the revenue streams that we now have access to. This is how we're going to be able to compete financially with 31 other colleagues in the NFL. Everything is set up. And I think it's showed this year, this offseason, more than more than any. I mean, I, I, to me, to be honest with you, it's just the tip of the iceberg. When guys like Devontae Adams, arguably the best player at his position in the NFL, said, I want to be in Las Vegas. I want to play for the Raiders. Yes, it helped that he grew up a Raiders fan. Yes, it helped that he uh, was a, uh, a friend of Derek Carr's. But if the Raiders weren't set up the way they're set up right now, I'm not so sure. Like, that wouldn't have been enough for for Derek Carr to say, or for uh, Devontae Adams to say, yeah, I want to be part of the Raiders. I've seen that with when the Lakers were bad, team, players run to go play for the Lakers, right? It was like, eh, I don't want to go there right now. Like, if this was a great... Yes, but to that point, I think being a contender... That's, that's what I'm saying. That, yeah, that's what helps the most. And That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, the way they're set up, the success that they've had, they've been adding to it, they've been moving in the right direction, and if they weren't set up that way by the contention part... Devontae Adams would say, ah, no, no thank you. Chandler Jones would say, no, no thank you. If they were like 4-12 and 12 or something like that is what I'm saying. But I think people see where this is headed, not just the, um, the fact that they are a contender, the fact that they just did come off the playoffs, but also the fact that they're set up the way they're set up. And I think that when you mentioned it earlier, when all things are equal, like Jalen Ramsey – 
sorry, was never going to go to the St. Louis Rams. You know, there's there's certain markets that players are. I don't care how good it's rolling. They're not. Jalen Ramsey's was would have been like, no, I don't want to go to St. Louis. Los Angeles, yes. Las Vegas, like if if the Raiders were, if this was three years ago and the Raiders were right here, I would venture to say Jalen Ramsey would want to be a player like that. Would want to be a part of that. And you're going to see that more and more. Uh, back out to the uh, Realty One group listener line jim is in pennsylvania or in pa how you doing jim hey Vinny, what's going on buddy doing good man how are you good man i I wanted to just totally back you up on what you're saying i I saw your article the other day about vegas being a destination and you're right i think it's totally crazy right mark davis has been the laughing stock of every meme and every person in as an nfl fan for so many years but i think he's really been able to have to the, the guts and the balls and the smarts and whatever to, to make happen what Al would dream of. I mean, it's amazing. It is a destination. It's a, in California, think about it for the last, I mean, I've been a Raider fan since we played my hometown Eagles, which I hate since 1980. And, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. and, and we were, were so many bad years where I'm, I couldn't even make it to halftime before turning off the game. And it was, it's killed me. And now we are an absolute destination. I mean, you think Chandler Jones would have came here 15 years ago? Yeah, and that's. I'm glad you brought that up. As a longtime fan, do you feel it? Are you feeling like? Oh my! Oh my God! Yeah, and the funny part was, so not to interrupt you. I'm sorry. It's okay. When when I was, I mean, I was a Basaccia fan. I I love the old staff. I love Gus Bradley. I I was so happy that we finally had a defense that I I really feel. Which I don't feel like anyone's talking about this, but the second half of the season. I mean, Gus really turned that around. Like the defense was playing; they were saving the offense, which was the first time I've seen that since like the '03 season. I mean, it was we finally had a linebacker that can tackle was a monster. Like it was crazy. So I'm, I'm kind of bummed about that. But and I was a little hesitant when I saw the New England regime coming in. But I love what they're doing so far. I'm trying to just hold out, you know, as a fan. But I, you know, I think there's a couple more big things coming. I would love to see the Honey Badger with the arms race, the AMC West. Man, I'd really love to see the Honey Badger come, and I think it's great that we can actually talk people into coming here. So just want to call and back you up on your point that I think it's uh, it's fantastic. And, you know, instead of California with the exorbitant taxes, we have, <laughs> yeah. you know, zero taxes, and people want to be here, like, from every perspective. How many interviews have I heard, have you heard, or interviewing people saying – this is an amazing, the best stadium, the best practice facility in the NFL, and I, I'm, I can't wait to be here. Yeah, there was a uh, – thank you for the call, Jim. I really appreciate it. There was a survey out. Um, I got the email maybe last week or the week before where Allegiant Stadium ranked number one in terms of fan experience. Think about that for a second. One year into this. 2020 was just kind of a dry run. We all know what happened with the pandemic and no fans were allowed in there. Uh, horrible situation. The first year fans were allowed into um, uh, Allegiant Stadium, 2021, last year. It took one season for fans and everyone else and whoever put together that, uh, uh, that survey to say that is the top fan experience in the NFL. One year, you think about that for a second. It's just, it really... I saw that. I was like, wow. I mean, I, I, I felt it. I felt like, wow, there's something special going on here. And I go to a lot of stadiums, and there's some great, great, great unique situations. Seattle, New Orleans, I could go on and on. There's some fun places to go to in the NFL without question. Kansas City. But Las Vegas, 
and Allegiant Stadium and the Raiders spin that they've put on it has made this one of the go-to, have-to-go-see-a-game at Allegiant Stadium. And I think players are recognizing that. They're recognizing what's going on and what's going on in and around this area. And they want to be a part of it. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday. No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Just a reminder that this half of In the Huddle is brought to you by the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. Uh, There's nothing worse than living in chronic pain with little hope. Neuropathy and Pain Centers of Las Vegas offers genuine relief from even the most severe and persistent forms of pain. Call their office today or book an appointment online to find out how to live pain-free. And we'll get you the number uh, in just a little bit. But before we do... We're going to go out to the Raider Nation guest line and welcome in our good friend, uh, Bill Williamson. He covers the Raiders and the NFL um, and has been doing it for years, one of the best in the business. Bill, first of all, thanks for spending some time with us in the huddle. Uh, really appreciate it. How you doing? Hey, Benny. How's it going? Doing thanks good. for having me, as always. Absolutely, uh, and Bill covers uh, the Raiders for uh, SB Nation, and you can read all his stuff uh, over at uh, SilverAndBlackPride.com. Uh, and uh, Bill, you wrote a interesting piece; uh, uh, really enjoyed it, and you posed the question and, and discussed the matter of uh, you know the Raiders kind of feeling the positive effect of their move uh, to Las Vegas. If you could just, um, you know, real quickly kind of summarize what, what, what the intent of the story was um, and what your point was. Well, you know, I've been feeling this coming for years, and I'll talk about that in, in a moment. But Devontae Adams said something in his intro press conference that basically talking about the facility and the stadium and called them, you know, futuristic. And, and it just struck me that this, you know, this is certainly a destination place for so many reasons. And I, and I can go, I can answer this way so many ways. You know, I mean, the Pro Bowl was there. So all the guys got to see the stadium facilities, you know, from Pro Bowl. And now all the draft picks are going to be in Vegas. And the Super Bowl is going to be there shortly. It's a destination place. And then you add in the, you know, the warm weather is around, you know, year-round, and no state taxes. It's so appealing. And I had, you know, as soon as the Vegas thing happened for the Raiders, and, you know, and you cover the Oakland Raiders, you have to be sensitive. Because, you know, many of these people have been through this for now a second time, and it was raw. But I say, you know, once the pain goes, this is going to be a good thing for this franchise because it's just going to be so financially viable than it was. And we're already seeing that with the, you know, the Forbes, the Forbes valuations in the last couple of years, the Raiders, the Raiders value has skyrocketed and it's so early in the process and they got great things and it's first class. And let's face it um, again, to be sensitive, the, the Oakland Raiders things weren't first class. The Coliseum was a, a dump and the facility was, you know, and Alameda was towards the bottom of the league and amenities. Now they're on top of the league. And and that stuff just stays there. You know, you get guys like Devontae Adams for those reasons. Now you can argue, okay, you know, the, it was Carr and he it was his childhood team. But the point is, players around the league noticed when Devontae Adams wants to go to the Raiders. And I just don't think that's going to change. I think there's... You know, maybe two handfuls of, of teams that are that type of 
cachet. And I think the Raiders can certainly be in those in, in, in that you know group of top ten most desired places to be in. I completely agree, uh, Bill, and I saw that transformation covering the Rams from St. Louis, and, and I, I was trying to make this point um, with, with my producer, Devon Cotton. A guy like Jalen Ramsey was not going to accept a trade to the St. Louis Rams. I don't even care if they were coming off a Super Bowl win, to be honest with you. But the Los Angeles Rams, or maybe even the Las Vegas Raiders, that's a team and a market and uh, a prestige and all of that, that guys like Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones take notice of. There's certain places that just rule it out. They're not going there. I don't care how successful that team might be at that given time. There's other things that, and and it helps that obviously the Raiders are good right now as well too. Um, that helps. I don't know if they if Devonte Adams comes here if they weren't coming off a playoff win. Maybe he would. Maybe he wouldn't. But you add all of it together, and this is like you said, one of the more attractive places to play. Did you see this coming? Yeah, I did because for all the reasons I, I saw the I, I saw I really felt the Vegas thing was a great thing, and I remember the very first day they started talking about the Las Vegas Raiders, and it was right after you know they, they lost out to the third team out on L.A. I, I believe it was pretty quick after that, about a month. That did, yeah, and I'm like, wow, that just makes so much sense, and that'd be so cool. But then, like most people, like ah, oh, you know. They got a long way to go because the NFL doesn't like its gambling, you know. And boy, that changed quick. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I really felt this was going to be a winner. Now, you know what? They have to go. They have to go out and be consistently good on the on the field. But everything in those five years, six years, have set up well. The stadium is beautiful. The facility is beautiful. Again, the values instantly higher. They're, they, you know, they they got an attractive coach. They got attractive players coming, so they are on. I think they're really on the runway there to really, you know, seeing this Vegas thing pay off. And again, that's sustainable. I don't think that changes. And so I think the Raiders have a chance to be a really uh, a top of the league franchise because of all those reasons for the long run. Again, they have to go do it, but it's there. Bill, I think a lot of us um, or a lot of people um, uh, were, were kind of bracing for, um, you know, an offseason where, you know, the Raiders tried to fill some holes and, you know, uh, maybe they weren't the big spenders or the big bold moves and maybe kind of just not recency bias, but maybe that's the way the operation had been for a few years there. Uh, and then bang, boom, all of a sudden Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams and they just kind of totally broke uh, from that sort of pattern and became this bold, aggressive I know getting some texts from people in the NFL saying that's how you have to do it. That's how you win in this league, by being aggressive, by being bold, not being complacent, not sitting on your hands. Were you surprised as how aggressive and bold the Raiders truly were to open free agency or, you know, the day or so into free agency? I, I, you know, I, I'm surprised by the two, the two moves, the, the two headliner moves, those those names weren't, I think, on top of my expectation list. And the Devontae Adams thing is fascinating because it's just, you know, in a lot of ways, the Packers did the Raiders a huge favor. Oh, yeah. And they did him a huge favor, too. I mean, they sent him where he wanted to go. That doesn't happen very often in the league, you know? And um, they could have traded. They could say, hey, look, if you don't want to be here, maybe, you know, it doesn't make sense contract-wise. They could have made 30 other phone calls, and maybe they did. But so I think it's 
super fast. And I never say never because I think too many people uh, get caught by saying, oh, that's never going to happen. That's, that's silly. That's, you say, well, here's the reason why it may be a challenge, but anything's possible. You know, we've seen Brett Favre become a Viking. We saw Peyton Manning become a Bronco. Anything's possible in this league, so you have to keep an open mind. But I was certainly surprised, and I was surprised by the timing of the Devontae Adams uh, trade. I was, it was kind of keeping my back in my mind. Maybe this thing gets ugly in June or July. They can do something. I wasn't expecting it on, on St. Patrick's Day at 4.30. I just wasn't. <laughs> um, and, and, then, and then Chandler Jones, you're not really thinking that because they got Nagakwe, right? So you're not really thinking. So I really liked that first move on Wednesday. I thought it was smart. I thought it was uh, creative. And, and um, they, they, got, they got better because Jones is a better player than Yannick is. And Yannick is a good player, but Jones is you know, a potential Hall of Famer. Um, so I really like these moves for the first uh, for the next couple of years, certainly, and they have to pay off. They they have to win big now. They do because of these these two moves. And you know, they answer the first question about you have to be aggressive. They saw the other teams in the AFC West be aggressive, right? Certainly, the Chargers and the Broncos. So they kind of I don't know if they were forced to make these moves because you know certainly I think that that this was their game plan. But there is some pressure there, certainly. And if you look at winning NFL teams, if you got five, six, seven really good players, and I think the Raiders do, you can win. You know, certainly, and those guys got to be healthy, but they have enough players to win. I just, like I said, this team, I I don't want to use the word, you know, harsh, no excuses, because I think with the new regime, they they get a little time. But everything is there, and if they don't win, they're going to have to answer some questions to themselves because they they put themselves in the position to go for it. Yeah, and I think that um, as opposed to years past, um, what it's what it's going to ultimately come down to is execution on Sundays or whenever that three hour uh, window to play the game, um, you know, is there. That's what it's going to ultimately come down to. How do you play on Sunday, uh, as opposed sure. to in the past where it was. They need a hope and a prayer. They're obviously at a talent disadvantage. The other team's better. The other team's going to have to play not so good. The Raiders are going to have to play perfect. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think there's they stand eye-to-eye with most teams in the NFL, talent-wise, and should be able to go uh, compete. So um, you're right. You know The pressure's on, but I don't think it's they have to. It's, there's no more hope and a prayer. They can stand tall and, and eye-to-eye with, with anybody in the NFL from a talent perspective. Um, and, and are you surprised at all? Like, what would you give a grade to uh, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels uh, thus far in, in this offseason, their first offseason together? You know, I mean, without thinking about it too much, maybe a B plus. Um, you know, I mean, if you wanted to give them a, I'm not going to sit here and go, that's, rid- that's ridiculous. I mean, because there are some risks involved. There's risk involved for everybody. But there are some risks involved. They've become an older team now. Um, you know, they, they traded for a guy who'll be 30 at the end of the season, and they you know, we may gave up two draft picks. That's that that ages your roster, um, and you know they got a 32 year old pass rusher. You know who's going to get paid? I think you know for at least two or three years here. So they they have to win now. They 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 have changed some things, but certainly they've gotten better. And and they got two headliner guys, and the, and the, and the other 22 guys that they've you know traded for, or signed, or brought back 
are guys that they feel like a fit. And I remember, you know, I got a text from some a uh, few people before the draft, excuse me, before free agency started, and saying, you know, what we're hearing is they're going to be bargain hunter free agency guy, and that's the case for the lion's share of their of their of their free agent class. Uh, you know, sans these two guys. Um, so, but they're guys that they they feel fit them, and, and guys that a lot of them have history with them. So, you know, hey, that that that's what makes them feel comfortable. So you gotta you gotta trust that process. So yeah, certainly certainly a good start. And just another reminder, everybody, if you know if it's Tuesday of free agency week and it's nine thirty, don't freak out yet. Yeah, no doubt about it, uh, Bill. You went there, by the way. You took a deep dive, uh, head first. Might even uh, belly flopped a little bit uh, and took some pain along with it on the poll. I saw your poll uh, about the Darren Waller trade. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why it's not so completely nuts to think about, you know, looking at the age, uh, the value that you might be able to bring back uh, some some real great assets uh, if you traded Darren Waller. I don't think they're going to. Uh, but what was the thinking behind uh, the poll and what was the reaction uh, to that trading Darren Waller? Yeah, and you know, I, I gotta tread lightly on these things sometimes because I want to. I mean, and I'm talking about my process and how I write this thing. Right. My the way my site is is I, I'm there to start the conversation in a lot of ways, you know. And I also feel like if there's something out there, topics that I, I'm not afraid to to present it, but I'm not presenting it myself. I don't. I, I try to do it professionally. Yeah. You know, there is. We, we've heard rumors. You know, um, and it's interesting. So I feel like if, and it, going back to never say never, if this trade, if, if they were to do something major and wild like that, I would like it to be talked about on my site. I feel that's my responsibility. Well, no doubt about it. And, and by the way, Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal, which right. I work for, had a mock draft on Sunday where he traded Darren Waller. He had he had Darren Waller getting traded uh, for that a late first round. My conversation, yes, exactly. Uh, I I thought it was nuts to get. I think he's worth more than the draft pick that uh, that Aaron uh, that Adam Hill accepted. Uh, and I didn't like the draft pick uh, <laughs> that uh, that that what he used that draft pick to go get. But you know that's that's a, a other conversation. But the fact is, it is out there to some extent. And it's worth exploring. So I'm going to ask you this. What would be a acceptable get back for the Raiders if a player like Darren Waller were to be traded? How about number 22? Oh, they get their draft pick back? Um, I, I Okay, let's ask you that. What, what did Tyreek Hill fetch? Well, uh, Tyreek Hill, what was it, the second and like fourth and a fifth or something? Yeah, uh, Devontae Adams got a first and a second. Is is yeah. is Darren Waller up in that kind of category? Do you think? I mean, the same age, the production is I, there. I, you know, I don't know. It depends on what team it is, right? Because um, I think you can, I think you can knock down if you want to make an argument about his value. You can, if you know, it's it. I, 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 hey, I'm a big Darren Waller fan. Um, I think what it's going to come down to whether. It, whether or not we think it's viable or nuts or what his value is, you know, what do the Raiders think about being able to re-sign him? You know, I yep. mean, that's the reality. I mean, because these guys are not emotionally attached to him, like the fans are, like the previous regime that, you know, basically unearthed him uh, were. 
maybe Mark Davis is, um, but they, they, they're not a, they're not emotionally attached. So they're like, hey, here, Mark, this is why we're thinking this. And again, we're not me and Vinny aren't saying this is happening. It's just, it's just you know, hypothetically. You know, we paid we paid Max and we paid Devontae, and we paid Chandler and we got Derek and we got Hunter. There's just not enough. You know, the table's not there's not enough plates here. The table the table's not big enough to fill everybody. And you know and who's we, seeing that, Bill? Who's that? Thirty one other general managers are looking at that situation and they're trying to. I mean, that's what you do as a general manager. You look for opportunities yeah. and like, well, you know, look at the New York Giants or whoever. Name any team. Um, gosh, it's going to be difficult for them to sign everybody. Maybe we should call them to see if such and such is available for this or that. That's how those conversations happen. And Bill Williamson, they are happening. I'm not saying that the Raiders are fielding calls on on Darren Waller, but those types of conversations always happen, and you'd be shocked. And I know you wouldn't be shocked, but people would be shocked to, if they actually knew who actually was getting talked about in trades, just in terms of people calling other teams to at least gauge what it might take. So um, it's not out, completely out of the realm of possibility. I don't think that they do it, but like you said, Bill, and you said it well, never say never. Bill, thanks so much yeah. for spending some time with us in the huddle. Truly appreciate it. Always enjoy the uh, insight, and uh, I saw you take a little bit of a, a couple slaps on, on social media. We've all been there, but it's all worth it because, like you oh. said, it brings conversation, and it's, it elicits That's talk. daily. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm with you, my friend. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you down the road. You got it. That was Bill Williamson uh, of Sports uh, SB Nation. Covers the Raiders. Does a great job. And his job is to create conversation and engagement. And that's why you do certain things like put a poll out there. And it's not out of the realm of possibility. People are talking about it. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila Embodder. Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Our thanks again to Bill Williamson from SB Nation. Always great visiting with Bill. No, since way back. Does a fantastic job. Uh, we're going to go out to the Realty one group listener line mitch in new jersey how you doing mitch mitch how you doing brother mitch going once going twice all right back out to the raider or excuse me back out to the realty one group listener line uh raider six was it 66 raider 66 i didn't want to add one more six there because i didn't want to get in trouble raider 66 how are you doing my friend yeah, we don't want to go six six six. Exactly, I was going no 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 no. So we don't want to go that direction. Hey, Vinny, how you doing? Uh, how you guys doing today? We're doing great. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of dovetail off what you're saying about uh, Vegas being a destination and the Raiders, because I go back a long way. I go back to 1966 with the team, and I love taking the old Raider Nation down memory lane and the new memory, uh, the new Raider Nation. You know, telling them how this team used to be, and I think we are on the cusp of getting back to those glory years. Um, getting Devon Adams and getting uh, Chandler Jones is just like the old days when Al was running the ship. He would, I mean, t- players would want to come to the Raiders. And I think it all has to do with winning. 
winning solves everything, and winning is the elixir that everybody wants to take a, a, a sip of. Back from 1967 to 77, that's an 11-year span, the Raiders missed the playoffs once, and they had the immaculate deception another year. The other nine years, they were in the championship game or the Super Bowl. I know. It's insane, right? It is, it is absolutely insane. And when you look at the teams that they were playing, because I like to make a, a connection between the 2000 Patriots and the Raiders. If you go from 67 to 87, that was mostly John Madden and Tom Flores. That's 21 years. Yep. They were in 11 championship games. They won three Super Bowls. The Patriots won more Super Bowls. But look at the teams the Raiders had to get by. You got the team of the 70s, the Steelers, were in their way. You got an undefeated team, the Dolphins, were in their way. And you got the team of the 60s that they lost Super Bowl II to, the Packers. They weren't just playing, you know, the Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning. They were playing some of the greatest teams in NFL history, and they were right up there every single year. That is and a, this, yeah, what a great point. <laughs> what a yeah. great point, uh, because you're right. You know, and I'm not the old guy, you know, uh, sitting on the lawn chair, get off my lawn. My day was better than your day. But the fact of the matter is just go look at the rosters of the Pittsburgh Steelers, of those Oakland Raiders teams, of those Miami Dolphin teams. Like we're talking about multiple, multiple Hall of Famers. Like that's how good they were. That's how good the competition was. And the Raiders were a play away, a play away uh, in a bunch of those games from getting to more Super Bowls. It didn't happen. We all get it. Uh, But this is a franchise that's won three Super Bowls. And like you said, went on a monumental run uh, for a long time and were one of the teams in the NFL. And without a doubt, one of the most iconic franchises in the NFL. And I'm, I'm with you. I think just from my perspective, it's getting closer and closer to getting to that point again. Obviously, they got to go out and win football games and, and championships and all that. Uh, but they're headed in the right direction. I have felt that since I came aboard covering this team. It's really kind of cool to see that. And it doesn't happen overnight. And you have to stumble sometimes. You have to learn. You have to learn the hard way sometimes. Um, but it's worth it if you when, when you do get there. And I think that they're headed in that direction. Uh, back out uh, to the Realty One Group listener line, Passionate Raider. How you doing, Passionate Raider? What's up, Vinny, man? Hey, your, your, your guest, man, you know, the, the, I look at the Darren Waller thing kind of like this, man. You know, like, you just hear the rumbling and, 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 you know, the, the, the reporters, everyone talking about all oh, the Raiders want to make a move to get back in the first round. So, you know, we as fans, you just get to thinking, like, okay, who is it going to be? And, you know, with everything that's kind of going on with Waller this past year, this new agent, becoming so as good as he is, you know, and I've heard other, other uh, guys say about, you know, when he signed the deal, the four-year deal then, you know. And, but it's just, it's just like a new age of football. It's like we see players just do what they want to do and make moves when they want to make them. And basketball, baseball, everywhere. But I just think that, that – that, I think Darren Waller, is, is, is he's a great piece. He's someone that you would never want to get rid of. He's a great player, a great teammate. But at the end of the day, we all know what, what, what matters the most, you know, and with a young man like him, you know, who knows? But let's just hope that maybe that, that's just speculation that we can keep this team together because, like you're saying, with the, uh, the, it, this is the best right now in the business, what we have in Vegas, what Vegas has as a team. But if you look at the you look at the, all these other teams like the Rams, how you were just saying how they went from so bad to so good, 
it kind of makes you think that sometimes just the NFL is just going to put in position wherever they think the biggest cash cow is going to go. But it does take work. It, and that's when you made me reset my words before I would say something. You said about taking work. It just doesn't happen overnight. And Mark has put the work in. Mark has made right decisions. You know, we were the caller earlier talking about people living in Oakland, man, like the players. Who would ever come live in Oakland? None of the players never even lived in Oakland. I mean, Vegas, we know what Vegas has. and They made it be the best of what it's going to be, Benny. But as fired up as I want to be every single day, man, I just, I just can't get kicked back down again, man. So when, when game day comes, you know this, this team is primed and ready to make big moves, big moves this coming season. And we are all just so anxious to wait to see how this plays out because Super Bowl is there in how many years, Vinny? Two? NFL wants that in the house. Make your silver and black! <laughs> Love it, Passion Raider. Thank you uh, very much. Uh, quite the, quite the uh, dismant, dismantle <laughs> off the horse there. Uh, to uh, And you know what? You landed uh, right on your two feet, so uh, kudos uh, for that. I think special things are ahead for the Raiders. I think that they are moving in the right direction. And I think they're as situated as well as possible uh, to make all of this uh, come to fruition. It, it took a long time. They're here. A lot of things are going right for the Raiders, including um, a new leadership group. There's a lot of things that are going on, and 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 it's all good uh, for, for the Raiders. And uh, it'll be interesting, like Passion Raider said, where it goes from here. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. On a Tuesday when we get back, Greg Bedard is going to chime in about where the Raiders are and where they might be headed.